Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hi, everyone. Welcome to a very special episode of the All Dolphins podcast, episode 206, where we'll skip the history lesson because of the magnitude of the show with the two fabulous guests. We have, you can see on the bottom, Dougley Durong. Reason, when pod, when was it? When dolphin pods collide, is that what we're calling it? It's, it's really when dolphins podcast worlds collide. I don't know how this idea came to my mind. But I, you know, I feel like all of Dolphins Nation is in a state of chaos, panic, depression, uh, disillusion, heartbreak. Uh, and, you know, when, when you have three weeks of spiraling losses mm-hmm. and where you lose to Lamar Jackson, who will likely be the MVP of the NFL, then you lose to Josh Allen, who... Pace don't, child say it, don't say it, Omar. Don't say he's it. He's your daddy. Just know it. As a franchise, he's your daddy. <laughs> then you get eliminated by Patrick Mahomes. It is a monumental collapse that has sent our fan base. And when I say our fan base, these are three of the bigger Dolphins podcasts, nations out there. And these two gentlemen here who join us, Reasons and Dougley Durong, they we have a tremendous amount of respect for what you guys do um you guys are have served as our inspiration for what we have built on the all dolphins podcast and it is truly an honor to bring both of you gentlemen on to this platform so that we can have a state of the dolphins world discussion it's like a united nations conversation <laughs> where hopefully we can get this fan base out of their depressive funk um so, Omar, seven-minute intro. How about we just say, what up, fellas? <laughs> I, I, I was joking to these gentlemen because I have to deal with a lot of things regarding Poupard, who is my own version of Vic Fangio. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, no shadowing for you, Omar. What did you say? No shadowing for you, Omar. <laughs> yes, no shadowing for me. So let, let's, let's just get to it, to the meat of it. Um, and let's begin this panel by going in a clockwise fashion, which means Alan Poupard is first, and then we'll go to Dougley, and then we'll go to Reasons, and then we'll address myself, or I'll bring it to the next topic. How difficult was this ending for the Dolphins franchise? Can I can I defer and allow our guests to to, to go first? I feel I feel like a like a bad host here. All right, Dougie, you're you're up first. Clockwise and go reason first, and then. Um, it was pretty difficult. I think the fact that we started with a three-game lead and then we beat the Dallas Cowboys, clinch a playoff spot, and yeah, everyone felt pretty good about that. 
it was it was pretty difficult the the fall that happened because I know a lot of people were saying we can't lose you know we lose three and we don't win a playoff game the season's a failure but also there's some retrospective in it that we kind of have to look at the injuries and and how decimated the defense what? was at some point these injuries that everybody has beaten me down <laughs> for a whole week and said that I'm just full of excuses you Dudley you're got a bad cough here sorry it's, it's the truth though you go into a playoff game and you got Houston you got Irvin you got like you got some it, it's it's a factor I'm not saying it's the reason but it's definitely a factor. Um, but it it it, may, it might take a little bit of the sting off. But the way the offense has produced, and they didn't have that many you know injuries. Yes, we didn't have Connor Williams, you know, which is a big part of it. But it, they didn't produce like they did against the the Raiders. Just because or- guys were out there, Dougley, that does not mean that they were healthy. Because was Raheem Mostert healthy? <laughs> Dealing with injured players down the stretch, Omar. Stop it. It's they could have it was, but it's not just the players because even some some of this can be put on the coach and some of his play calling and and you know his time management and stuff like that. So, you know, there are little tidbits of excuses you could throw in there, but overall it hurt. It hurt pretty bad because we were on cloud cloud nine sitting there at nine and three, and then the Bills at six and six, and we were like, "Oh, we could we could run off with this." And then the Titans game happened, and then we got humbled a little bit, and then we won the next two, and then it collapsed. So it hurt. It hurt pretty bad. Reasons? How tough was this ending? Um, it was tough. Um, what's tough about it is when you try to provide, and this goes back to, you know, since I started doing my podcast in 2020, one of the things that's bugged me about this community is excuses get labeled like context get labeled as excuses um now i will say this you know both sides of the ball were injured and you can make a legitimate argument that vic fangio did more with just as many injuries by the end of the season now i do get what you're saying you know tyreek hill is probably the most banged up we've seen him in his in a in, in a full season right um you know waddle i mean we all know where he was at probably didn't look like he'd be out there you saw Taron Armstead second year in a row by the end of the season when he was on the injury report, it was listing like three different injuries, not one, not two, but three, right? Um, so I get guys weren't fully healthy out there. It hurt, um, but it it also, you know, it kind of brought far more questions than it did answers when we thought we'd have more answers by the end of here, by the end of the season. You know, I'm looking back here and this is now two years in a row with or without your quarterback being healthy, then in the final months, our offense has sputtered, right? Last year, he was hurt. It sputtered with or without him. This year, with him fully healthy, it sputters. I think a lot of this does come down, and people are going to like to hear this, a lot of it does come down to McDaniel. I think he's one of the worst in-game adjusters in the NFL right now, and I think that really hurts us throughout the game. Um, And, you know, listen – the play calling thing, because I know it's a big issue right now, I think it's more situational with him. He's fine mm-hmm. from the 20 to 20, but when we get inside the 20, when speed is taken off the field, and now you got to manufacture space for your guys, he's just not that great inside the 20, especially when you get inside the 10. Now, sometimes it comes down to a lack of commitment to the run. Sometimes it strictly does come down to the play calling. You get a lot of two-concept stuff. You get a lot of guys clustered in the same area. We're just going through the – you know what we're doing? This is this is what I realized. This is, I'll sum it all up. We are going 
through the growing pains of a quarterback who just played his first healthy season and only his second year in this offense. And we're going through the growing pains of a coach only in his second year. That's what's holding our offense back right now. And that's the reality of the situation for me, at least. And how do you respond to that, Alan Poupard? Uh, Ooh, deep sigh. Oh, deep sigh. I'm going to be polite, polite to my to my, to my You're wrong. Uh, it, it, <laughs> no, what I will say is disappointing. And again, I'm a journalist before I'm a fan. Mm. Uh, and to me, what I found disappointing, borderline depressing about this team is Every year is a new situation where they were kind of in the same boat last year. And you kind of get to fit. okay, this is the year when they got to 10 and 3. And it's like, okay, this is the year where they get over that hump where it's not why the whimper at the end and then the quick playoff exit. And then it happened. Then they would do the injuries on defense. It was bagging up. And yet the defense, I will argue, gave the Dolphins a chance to win against Buffalo, yep. gave the Dolphins a chance to win against Casey. Yep. And the offense, and sorry, Omar, and we've we gone through this on the podcast for a while. The, against the Chiefs, they had practically everybody in there, and every team has players who play injured in the playoffs. That is not an excuse. I don't want to hear it. That's not. Excuse me. It's not an excuse for the. For the uh, <clears throat> boom. See, I'm getting all choked up. See, God is taking you right now. He's like, <laughs> let me take him right now. Not an excuse for the offense scoring seven. <laughs> uh, and and one rebuttal, I will do the reason. Mm. Because you're mentioning the red zone offense, Dolphins finished second in the NFL in red zone offense efficiency. So, and I, I agree. I, I mean, Omar said that on my show, but the crazy thing is, Pupar, don't you look at the situation and say we could have been so much better? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh no question. That's what the I scary thing is. You know what I mean? We could have been so much better. I mean, but they could have. Yeah, they could have been first. I mean, they were second out of 32 teams. That's pretty damn good. Where they can. Yeah, but I say the same. I say the same thing to you about the run game. No, they were. They had the numbers, and well, Omar, I would get listen. I would get into arguments on my show about this, and everyone would be well. Well, they ran 20 something times. Okay. Well, then why is it when we're getting inside the 10 or we're getting inside the 20 on first down, first down, second down, third down, we're passing. Mm -hmm. Can't run with power. And we did that like multiple times. Camera with power. Sorry, yes, I said it. Can run with power. Can run with you. power. Thank you. I, <laughs> I said it. All right. Yes. Finesse. You 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 happy yeah, now? But, Are you but happy? Did, but didn't Moser? But am I the only guy who looked like Moser actually like lived up to his word, bulked up, and was putting yes, down his yes, shoulder absolutely. a lot? No you know, and Achan might be smaller, but he makes himself small and he has great vision and he runs between the tackles pretty damn good. But let me ask you this question: not not, a, not in crunch time and not on third and short and not not against good teams at the end of the year. That's well, and I will argue this much. We didn't see him very much in crunch time because when he was averaging 6.7 yards per carry, 7.6 yards per carry on third and one and fourth and one, McDaniel was throwing the damn ball. So I didn't get oh, to see him very much. In you know who your head coach is. You know who your head coach is and what he wants to do. You, don't you? Yeah, but see, I, and I get that. But listen, all of us who have been watching Tua since Alabama, what is he? He's a timing and rhythm quarterback whose game really takes a leap when you have a good run game to build off. That's been, go back. You had a good I, run I tell game. you all the time. The LSU game is literally the epitome of what Tua is. The first half, what did they do? Totally leaned on Tua, right? Took not not didn't even lean on Najee, just totally leaned on Tua. Burrow got the lead, whatever. Second half, lean on Najee. What happens? Tua almost brings them back. And if Jerry Judy does not drop a bomb right in front of the goal line, 
Alabama actually wins that game against LSU. Why? Because they brought in the run game and they predicated everything they did off the run game. But what we're doing here is, okay, run game gets working. Ah, let's take it out. Or, you know what? Moser is averaging 6.7. Let's throw in Wilson for a couple for a couple carries. Now, I get Moser was banged up. And Poupart's right. Brother, you're banged up in the playoff game. You got to go. We yeah. have that that drive where he has, what, four or five carries in a row that got us 33 yards, right? Brings us to third and two and fourth and two. What do we do? We pass the ball twice, and then we barely see Moser touch the ball after that drive. Except, except uh, reason, doesn't that go against your argument that if the run is doing well, it sets up to it for success because on third and two and That was the first two, drive. I felt like we actually had it going on the run. I know, but to, hold on. Got away from it. But hold on. You just said. Mm-hmm. Uh, based on his history at Alabama, which yeah. to me is completely irrelevant. Uh, I'm just talking about the type of quarterback he is. Uh, no, I understand that. He's a quarterback where if the guys are completely open, he's going to hit him every time. And he's going to make quick decisions. He's going to be very accurate. Uh, but if he has to get off his first read, then we got problems. But the point oh. is <laughs> oh, don't start the my head. Did you now. just say he's not a he's a first read quarter? Okay, I'm gonna I, I tell a lie. Anybody here? Do I have to All right, let, let's move on with this discussion? Uh because we, this is what Poupard wants to get to because he always it always comes back to a certain quarterback that they call Uno. Not true. Is Tua the problem, Douglas? No, I, I don't think he's the problem. Um, I, I think that there was some I, – I think he's still growing, like Reason said. I think he's still growing in the system. And I've noticed that even with under Brian Flores and, the, like, the 4,000 different offensive coordinators he had under Brian Flores, um, that he continued to get better. Like, there was a knock. There was always a knock. Oh, he can't throw the ball deep. He got better at that. Oh, he can't do this. He got better at that. And it's like – Stayed healthy. And now he stayed healthy. Now it's to me the last piece in his game that I need to see him get better at is that clutchness. Is that end of the year, you know, like like Poupard said, how many times did he have an opportunity against the Bills? We're up fourteen yes. seven. He had like three opportunities yeah. to put that game away. And same thing with Kansas City. We were holding him to field goal, to field goal, to field goal. Opportunity effort. That's you needed a drive. You needed it, a big boy drive. Exactly. You that killer moment. Yeah. And we only saw that really against San, uh, against against the beginning the of the year. Like and the then against Dallas. September, October, November. Tua mm-hmm. is. Uh, the reason why he's always in the MVP, you know, discussion is because September, October, November. Two is on. He's just making the throws. He's doing. He's evading the pressure, like against Washington with the free blitzer at him. Like he's doing the things that people that. Or you know, detractors from him are saying he can't do. He's doing it, but then when it's time for him, okay, now we really need you to do it. The fourth quarter and the fourth quarter of seasons. Exactly, he starts to like, the, like have brain farts or something like that because in the game in the playoffs that Reason was talking about, where we're running it, we're running it, we're running it, and then on third and one, we throw a screen. That screen to H hand would have been a touchdown. He had two blockers in front of him and only two defenders. And Tua just sails that pass, and it's it was such an easy pass. So to me, I don't think he's the problem, but I do think he needs to step up a little bit. I think it was a combination of things with the end of the year with kind of the play call and Tua, and obviously, you know, it, with and you, you don't think the, you don't think injuries impacted the play call injuries. Well, I, that's what I was. Yeah, I was just about to, my my opinion is 
the offense changed in that three week yes. period where you were playing without Jalen Waddle, and I will even consider Kansas City when Jalen's on the field, but he's really not Jalen. Nah, nobody's yeah. fearing him. Nobody's defending him deep. I'm sorry. You don't think that that impacts how they have to play call the game? 100%. 100%. And, and it's not even just because Jalen Waddle, we can all agree, he had, he wasn't 100% all year. Like even in the beginning of the year, we were like, where's Waddle? Where's Waddle? Yeah. But I would say the biggest factor is Connor Williams. If you watch Tua's play with and without Connor Williams, it's huge. Mm-hmm. Liam Eikenberg did, but it's good. not just the it's not just Tua; it's the run game as well. Exactly. Liam did good for what we asked him to do, but there was a ton of pressure up into his face. Watch that Chargers game when he stepped up and threw that dot to Tyree Kill on the right side. It's because he was able to step up, and then once. He wasn't getting that room in the middle. That's where all of a sudden he started, you know, feeling yeah, the pressure. Look at the interception he threw the waddle where pressure is uh, Robert Jones allows pressure and in his face and he can't step up into the throw the throw sales. And certain people will look at that as an excuse. <laughs> uh, not gonna <laughs> well, not gonna he, mention who, he but he's have, wearing a Montreal Expos hat. Omar, <laughs> time out. He could have stepped into the throw and he and he threw off his back foot. Look at the replay. There was well, room for him Kurt, to step into Kurt the throw. Kurt Warner broke that down, and he even said that, for one, the tight end shouldn't have been lined up. They stacked the receivers, so it forced Tua to throw it over the linebacker. Talk about the interception? Yeah, Yeah. he got hit. He got hit when he threw it because he had to throw it up over. Yeah, like the primary was the dig over the middle. You shouldn't Mm -hmm. have a hook route right underneath it, especially in 29 mile power because now you got a it's got to be a layered throw. Like, I, I, I talk about that. Look at Mahomes. They weren't asking Mahomes to make layered throws over the middle of the field because of of the conditions. You don't do it doesn't matter whether it's two or whoever. You just don't put them in that position in twenty nine mile per hour wins. wins. Yeah. You just you just don't do that, right? Like th- that that was an issue with it. You know, I think you know you guys talk about. Listen, we break down the film every every Tuesday on two a Tuesdays on my channel, and you know my co host former. Um, Fam, you quarterback Martin Ukbai, he played the Olivier Vernon Miami Hurricanes and stuff. And he would always pull his hair out with McDaniel and the designs because, you know, we talk about the one read stuff, but how many of these are two concepts? Mm-hmm. You know, two route concepts where first read ain't there, second read ain't there. What do I got to do here? You know right what there. I mean? Like, yeah, but there's a look at if you look at how our offense is built, it's not hot read friendly. And there's tons of times where we'll bootleg him to the left, the check downs to the right side of the field. And you're like, you got to throw back across your body. It's just, you know, sometimes the design isn't there, but in terms of Tua being the problem, I think he's, I think he was a contributor to the problem. I think two and six in, listen, I remember, you know, I remember the the hype for that Chargers game. So people can't use hindsight on me with that game. I that remember the hype for that game. Then, yeah, no, yeah. there was nothing I remember, wrong with the Chargers. They were right? fully healthy. Yep. And they yep. just got waxed. Yep. Yep. And Durbin James was healthy. Khalil Mack was healthy. Yes. They had a well, they had a top six pass defense the year before. So everyone was expecting them. Everyone was expecting them, one of those teams to take the leap from being a first round playoff team. And Herbert was gonna enter the MVP conversation. Here we go. None of it happened. All right. So I, I he's, on, just, he's on his third coach yeah, now. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. He's got more. Look at this, how it worked out. Herbert's got more coaches fired and Burrow's more injury prone than to a oh, funny hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. on that. Because 
when it's Tua, it's Tua has bad coaches, and when with Herbert, he gets coaches fired. I got it. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I, th- I think the organization should have actually never fired Anthony Lynn and Pep Hamilton from the beginning. I think Pep Hamilton was the perfect guy for Justin Herbert. I think the organization should have. But anyways, I digress. I, 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 I think he contributed to the problem. In terms of two and six is just not good enough. We talked about the Chargers guy. We need to see that guy more consistent. The guy we saw against the Arizona Cardinals. The guy we saw in the fourth quarter against Atlanta in Flores' mm-hmm. final year here. We need to see that guy more consistently in these big moments. And I can sit here and say, hey, the Chiefs game, should that final drive have even happened? You had Waddle had the catch at 26. That was called back with a penalty. We got no points. Tyreek Hill before the fumble, he had a drop at the 30. We got no points. Then he had the fumble at the 31, no points, and gave them seven points, right? So that's a 16 to what, 28-point swing right there in the first half. It comes down, and then Tua had the chance and didn't execute. You know, I think offensively, I think the biggest problem for us was from coaching to players, execution offensively that's the biggest problem you're always going to say that's the problem offensively when when you don't make plays especially in the clutch it's execution but let me ask you this question i know where hold on hold on do i do i I get to answer that question no you don't (laughs) i I know where the all dolphins podcast stands in regards to to a mega year mega contract Fifth year option. You would never. You're not going to give me the answer. Fine. Right, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> answer the question. There's two of the problem. No, two is not the problem. How, okay. How's that? How's that for a curveball? That's, that's it. You're done. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. Hold on. Here's the thing, though. Is he part of the solution if the goal is to reach the Super Bowl, which I would hope is the goal for every Dolphin fan? And here's the thing: where all those games you mentioned, where where he played great, none of them are, are in December. Exactly. Exactly. And here's the thing. And and the stats, as I as I threw out, indicate, and again, and to me, it's it, it's more so the eye the eye test. But for some, that's not enough because I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. But you have the metrics will tell you in the fourth quarter, late, and in December, January games, it ain't there. Mm-hmm. And Omar, you've always said, I believe he has greatness in him. Well, that's that's called faith because you have, we haven't seen it. I'm science-based. I need to see it. And I have questioned, I have reason to question whether we'll ever see it or whether the plateau has been reached. And, and Dougley, you mentioned second year of the offense. The dude's been in the league four years. And if you think he's the only quarterback who's had system changes and offensive coordinator changes, that goes on everywhere around the league for the most part. But it was yeah. the, the first you know time he's ever had the same offense coordinator for two straight years. Yeah, since high school. Yeah. See, Char- see Chargers, Los Angeles, how many offensive coordinators they've gone through. Hey, but he's he's the next coming of God over there, so I don't know, man. Um, he's, he's, not, he's not, but he's got physical tools up the wazoo. And answer me this question honestly. You two, you two down low here, because I've asked Omar. 30 GMs are on the league, not affiliated with the Dolphins or the Chargers. Who takes Herbert? Who takes Tua? Right now or during the yeah. draft? No, no. Now. <laughs> now. Right now, I I don't think I don't think it would be thirty. I don't think it'd be so widespread, you know, because they both have their faults. Both of them don't have that clutch gene yet. So exactly, one has a strong arm. Accurate. The other one's really. Do you want Philip Rivers with better traits, or a guy still filling figuring himself out? That's what you're figuring himself out after four years. I don't know what's going on. Uh, So is Herbert. I mean, Herbert's still figuring himself out too. Dude, yeah. he's been, he's been, he's heard, Known uh, as a league-wide choker, he got two hundred eighteen million dollars. You asked, right? 
known as a league-wide choker, and he got $218 million guaranteed. Where is he known as a league-wide? By the way, his late-game metrics are a lot better than Tua's, so I, I don't know if you want to go there. And, oh, I do want to go there because anyone on the sideline in a playoff says to his teammate, I've never wanted to tie so much more in my life. That guy ain't got no dog in him. He's lucky if he's got a puppy in him. When, he what are you talking about? when the that. Raiders had the ball, is that what you're talking about? When he said, I've never wanted to tie so much in my life. I've never heard, and I've played sports growing up. I've never had someone look at me, man, I'm really praying for a tie here. Never. All right, all right. Never. What are the circumstances, Reason? If he says that when the Raiders have the ball with two minutes left, then then you're I want the ball back in the win. There's two minutes left. They're not getting the ball back. It's either the Raiders run out the clock. Interception. Fumble. Come on, man. All right. Do you give him the mega contract or make him play the fifth year option, Douglas? Uh, I don't give him. I don't give him mega contract. I don't think he's earned it. And but before the season started, my two criteria for him were: I need him to stay healthy, and he exceeded that. I said I need a minimum of fifteen games. He played the whole season, and I need him to win a playoff game. And I know it's kind of like he. It's it's not just two on the field. There's another ten guys. So obviously, you know, to say I need him to do it is kind of unfair, but. I that's what I needed. I needed, you know, that I needed that Josh Allen, that Patrick Mahomes, that I'm going to put the team on my back. I'm going to win this game first. I'm going to make the throws I need to. Uh, but here's the thing, like, we could save Cap giving him a new contract, but I'm not paying. I'm not setting the market with him. Like, I would, and I've said this before, and it's super disrespectful to Tua, but I'd give him like a Geno Smith-style contract. Ooh, yeah, it, and totally disrespectful. He, he, and I know he wouldn't take it. I know it's just... That, but that's what you're putting on the table is what you're saying. Yeah, like I, I'd be like, hey, we want to keep you. We want to keep you around for the next three years. If you do play better, we'll give you that bigger contract. Just for now, we need the cap space. This is what we can give you for security purposes, yada, yada. Because... He does. He hasn't earned top five, in my opinion, con, uh, quarterback contract. So now I'm not giving him the big contract. So then I guess yeah, he'll play the fifth year. Reasons you give him the money, or you make him play for two thirty twenty three point two million dollars. The problem is here. We just played this. You know, we just played Russian roulette with Christian Wilkins and lost. So do you want to pay forty five to fifty million this year, or do you want him to be in the MVP conversation for the third year in a row potentially and get you a playoff win? And now you're talking north of sixty. E- easy answer from Bard. He's like, yes. <laughs> you know why it's an easy it's an easy answer. Reason is is you can franchise tag him next year if he balls out like that, and mm-hmm. if he balls out like that, and which would mean playoff success. But how does that impact your cap flexibility? Because now that franchise tag is. You're screwed you already, no matter what around. you do. Yeah. yeah, but at least, you know, you could sign him and you could s- save some money right now, right? And then you could play with his money next year when the contract kicks in. With the franchise tag, I'm stuck on the hook for that 40 or $50 million and I can't even, like, sniff it. And that's, like, what, a little over under 25% of my cap that I can't even play with, right? It's such a – because I'm going to tell you personally. Personally, I wish we had another year. I mean, mm-hmm. now we're, I feel like we're in the same position we were last year. It's just we saw him healthy this year. We're all mm-hmm. sitting here saying, yeah, well, he's earned it to an extent, but I want to see him more so I have a way better grasp on if but, he's but, worth but, giving but what, this money. What has he really earned? And and understand, this is coming from a Tua fan. I'm not a Tua non-member, but I am mm-hmm. a Tua fan. I am a Tua believer. I'm not a yeah, Tua Yeah, in the big – I, I, but it's, it, here's the thing. 
if right now we said, you know what, Tua, we're good. We're going to go with Jimmy Garoppolo. We're going to release you and put oh, you God. on the free agent market. <laughs> How many teams do you think would be lining up for Tua right now and say, oh, bro, we got to give you a $50 million contract. We got to give you a $40 million contract. Is Chicago? Is Atlanta? Is Pittsburgh? Is, is um, um, hell, Minnesota? Do you think and, – and I am a Tua fan. Mm-hmm. I kind of agree with you. I think the ceiling of what teams would offer him on the market, I don't even know if they would put him ahead of Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. And I think Kirk Cousins is $35 million a year. So if if the market is d- dictating to you that your d- your market is this and the demand is, is this, why would I be paying you like a top five quarterback when if I release you to the market, nobody's lining up for you to begin with? Do you think and Kirk's going to get less than Daniel Jones on the open market? I think I, – I think, I think the – Here's the thing about what I think about this offseason. Age. Age. Well, that's my factor with two of why he might get more than uh, Kirk, right? Because of his age. But yeah, but then you've also factor in durability. I, yeah. I, that, mm-hmm. That's my thought process. If you put Kirk Cousins and Tua Tungavaloa on the market, how many teams in need of quarterbacks, let's say Pittsburgh, I don't even know if that's a tough decision for them. Mm-hmm. I, I, You know, and and that's no disrespect to Tua. It's the body of work. Mm-hmm. Him and Kirk Cousins, they're numbers gods. And then mm-hmm. when it comes to clutch moments, they, they fall <laughs> short. So you're basically getting a, a quarterback with a bigger body of work at $35 million a year or, or Derek Carr money. And then so if I'm offering a guy who I think is a little bit better Derek Carr money, why am I offering Tua $45, $50 million a year when realistically I'm not necessarily competing or bidding against anybody? And this is coming from a Tua fan. So to me, a fair deal, in my opinion, right now, and that's what I do. I put what I feel is a fair deal all out on the market for Tua. This is your choices. If you want to make $120 million, I'll give you 40 a year, three years of guaranteed money. This is guaranteed $120 million. If you like it, I'll give you, I'll give you an extra two years of fake money that we'll probably restructure if you're good. But if you don't like it, then play on the fifth-year option mm-hmm. and, and, and risk injury like Christian Wilkins did all season. I don't like to it. Me, while mm-hmm. I, don't ex- I don't anticipate him signing that, that's the Der- Daniel Jones deal. And if you like it, you take it. If you don't like it, roll the dice. And, and that's right. Talking, and now you're that's- talking seven years now down the road, <clears throat> possibly having the same issue of he can get you so far, and but not farther. And one last thing before I let – Reason and, and Dougley chime in. Uh, by the way, remember after the conversation we had this morning, Omar, I checked the metrics on Kirk Cousins in the fourth quarter and the December January metrics. Actually, pretty damn good. So I don't. There, we, there's this perception of him as being being an empty calorie stats kind of guy. The metrics yeah. say otherwise. Yeah, the Minnesota like when they were good with like di- like digs the, the defense was not good enough, and then when the defense got better, this guys got injured on offense. I think Kirk Cousins gets a bad rap to be honest with you. He's I think we'd all be actually very happy if we had a quarterback who did what Kirk Cousins did. He just I think he's a a guy with situation. But anyways, with Tua, listen, here's where I'm at. If they're gonna extend him, as long as it isn't more guaranteed money than Lamar Jackson. I mean, listen, I, I, I would, I'm fine either. I'm actually fine either way. I'm fine if they say, hey, fifth year. It worries me because if he plays again, now the bill, if he, if he does what he did 
this year, but he finishes off in, in, in December and January and wins a playoff game, that bill gets bigger. Tag him. Tag him, make him do it again. I agree. Yeah, but I, we, need the, we need the flexibility. Because, okay, what if we only win one game or let's say we go to the – let's say we win two games. We win the divisional and – okay, but now you, you don't want to tag him because you want the flexibility to play with his money. And, you know, that's what I'm worried about. Like, yeah, we got to keep this window want- open. Right. That's the only thing that keeps holding me back is we got to keep the window open and the cap flexibility with extending him. Your, your window's closing at the end of the, se- the 2024 season anyway. So no yeah, matter sure. what you do, it's, it's pretty much closing. I've seen magic. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> let, let, let's get into that because, um, you know, at the in the offseason, I don't even remember how I got to it. I think a fan had emailed me something, had tweeted me something, and I was like, what are you talking about? And then I started digging into it and looking at it. And, and for those who know, I love the business of the NFL. I love looking at contracts. It's a, I'm, I'm horrible at math, but I'm actually good at this because I've been trained how to do it by, by people who are very good at what they do as capologists. Um, this team's financial books are a hot mess. And they've made them intentionally a hot mess with the F them picks mentality mm-hmm. and they're not turning that off, by the way, because Chris Greer basically said, yeah, no guarantee I'm going to have the 21st pick because uh, if you got something that I might be interested in, I might be interested in making a swap, swappy swap with you because that's how they're building this team. They're trying to build for now, and they like F the future. Now, doing that, $52 million in the hole, you're probably going to franchise tag Christian Wilkins, which I would argue is, is an insane move if you don't do it, and you know Christian is not going to go down easy on a multi-year deal. So that means $75 million you got to get. Then you don't even get the Xavier Howard money from releasing him now. So you got to purge even more. Um, do you worry about how big of a hole you're digging for this franchise trying to live in the now for 2024, Dougie? Yeah, <laughs> 100%. Um, but I think once they, once they saw the structure of Bradley Chubb and Teron Armstead and um, Tyreek Hill's contract, even Jalen Ramsey, when they restructured his, where that out was, <clears throat> I was thinking to myself, they they set themselves up for two years. They they gave themselves a two year window to win a Super Bowl, essentially to pull a you know because at first everyone was saying, oh, the Dolphins are doing the Rams, the Dolphins are doing the Rams, and I was like, we still have picks though. We still now I'm like, oh, they're about to do a Rams big time. They're just going to start <clears throat> getting vets and everything, and. <clears throat> Yeah, I could see I could see them going if it there's a lot of aspects to this team like Chris Greer, how much longer is he going to get to produce you know a championship style team? Stephen Ross, how how many how much longer is he going to keep throwing money at it? How much longer is he going to want to be the owner? You know, forever. That's the yeah. The part has answered the two questions. Chris Greer has forever, <laughs> and Chris uh, Steve Ross will continue throwing money at this franchise forever. It's, a, it's the definition of insanity. You know, it's the you know ex- keep doing the same thing, expecting different results. But yeah, they, they definitely set themselves up for we have a window. Like even with Tyreek Hill coming out, and I know he's probably talking out of his butt saying he wanted to retire in two years. It's like he yeah, essentially reti- no, he wants to retire to when his deal is done. But if you add two more years to my deal, then I'm, I'll retire. Oh, I'll be, I'm yeah. good. I'm good. Same thing with Jalen Ramsey. We're gonna. We, I read your article, man, and I, I I made a video and everything because it, it was perfect. It was absolutely perfect. Jalen Ramsey, give him you know, give him more security. He actually played really well this year. And another like 
we they can Brandon Shore and Chris Greer and I don't I don't think Mike McDaniel's really gonna have much say in, in any of that, but Stephen Ross is gonna bust out his checkbook and start signing it and you know, we're just going to keep digging ourselves into a hole and then we're going to win a championship, hopefully, for the love of God, and then put ourselves in like the Chicago Bears, like all these teams that are now restarting with young, even, but you look at like the Packers, the Packers put themselves in hell and they just won a playoff game. So it's, it's possible to dig yourself out yeah. quick. You just got to be smart about it. The Saints did it. The Saints do it. I mean, Saints do it every year. They yeah. dig themselves out of the hole. But last year they purged and they got a quarterback. And, mm-hmm. you know, they're a decent team. They're not very good. But, yes, it does take a one-year purge. Um, reasons. Are you comfortable with the way the Dolphins are doing business financially? Um, I think the difference between, you know, the Saints and then teams like the Rams and Green Bay is they drafted better. You got to be able to supplement through the draft. If you can't supplement through the draft, all you're going to do is try to keep trading picks for contracts and pushing the money down the line. When we got Tyreek and I saw his contract came out, I knew we had a three-year window because once that 56 million number kicked in, I'm like, he ain't going to be here for that. (laughs) Something's happening that, you know, when that 56 number. That's just a restructure. That's just just Big Daddy Ross writing you him a $30 million. You you know, right now you talked about extension. If you extended him right now, you could save 20 million. Yeah, no, no. That's exactly what's going to happen. I mean, I I don't know what's going on with Tyreek and his life and whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't, I don't touch on that stuff despite what people think. Your personal yeah. life is your personal life. I don't want you getting in my personal life, so don't get in. So yeah, I'm not agree. getting in yours. Yeah, um, I was watching Twitter yesterday. I, I'm thinking to myself, like, people need to worry about either getting married themselves or their <laughs> own marriages before they start <laughs> worrying about Tyree Kill. Not but either. I digress. <laughs> Listen, I, I think as long as you can draft well, you have a chance to come out of this not but as you don't changed as <laughs> but you, you don't. So we can make the argument you do to an extent. Den. Yeah. When, yeah, when you have three first round picks, you do. <laughs> yeah, well, well, hey, you hope, hey, you hey, two of them hey, out. Hey, listen, yeah. I would have, I would have stuck for Creed Humphrey at fifty the whole time, but Eichenberg's turning into a serviceable backup under Butch Berry, and I'm not saying he's good, but he's serviceable. <laughs> serviceable. He wasn't a first round pick. Serviceable. Robert Hunt wasn't a first round pick. First round pick. Not crash every time you, you it leaves the trade. And you got to hey, you got to give him the props for Robert Hunt. How many people had uh, probably only the Ravens had the guy from Louisiana Lafayette that high on their board? And you know, hey, and Robert Hunt, I know he hasn't got the accolades. But he plays at a damn near Pro Bowl level, and it's it's noticeable. I would tell you this much: our run game it was noticeable when Hunt and Win, because Mozart didn't have a hundred yard game since Win was don't out. Forget Con- don't forget Connor and Connor, obviously Connor. Connor, the whole, Connor was the number one offensive Connor. lineman. Connor yeah. was but I think we might have to get used to it without Connor. Is what I think. So really, no, there's no way you you should be able to get him at a discount now because of the ACL injury. I mean, I'm just offering him the exact same deal that he had last year. Two years, uh, two years for fifteen million dollars. I mean, who else is going to give it to you? Be honest with you. Hey, listen, I'm not here to promote any other journalist because you know I think you guys are the best. But Aww. someone out here a couple of weeks ago said in an article said that uh, multiple of executives had told him that Robert Hunt and Connor Williams, despite the injuries, would get more than ten million per. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, show it to me. I, and I, I'm not arguing that. And Drew Rosenhaus is a phenomenal agent. Mm-hmm. Robert Hunt is with. I believe he's with, um, damn, I forget. He's with one of the powerhouse agencies as well. They're going to 
drive up the market. And as long as it's not athletes first, we got a chance. No, I think athletes first. It's athletes first. <laughs> okay, well, I take that first. back. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so they're going to and and understand. I cheer for guys to get their money. Yeah. I don't yeah. care if Robert Hunt is here or not. I want Robert Hunt to have. For what he's played for the last four years, I want his financial future to be secured for families and generations. So I want Robert Hunt to go get that 30, 30, 40 million dollar guarantee contract. So I don't care if he's here or not. I cheer for Robert Hunt. Connor, same same situation. Mm -hmm. But when you're injured and you're coming off an ACL injury and you might be healthy in October, who in the NFL is paying a guy who's going to be healthy in October? Think, mm -hmm. think about that. Because you're not, but Omar, you're not getting him just for for the first. You're signing him with under with the understanding he's going to be available in October, and the guy's damn good. He's like what a top five center in the NFL. And am I sure that he's still going to be good when he, when he comes that, back? Well, obviously he's going to go through like nasty physical, <laughs> and that's going to be the question. He's going to be yeah. I, even if I go through a physical, they're just looking at a, a repaired knee. And they can't tell me how that repaired knee is going to heal or not. Not 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 in March when I've had it repaired three months ago. So it's such a roll of the dice. I think you're in a good position if you're the Dolphins in regards to Andrew Van Ginkle, yeah. in regards to Connor Williams. Who else got hurt at the end of the year in a big deal? You can uh, probably get Isaiah Wynn on a vet minimum because I don't think Isaiah Wynn is right? going to make more than he's already making. I don't think mm -hmm. he's more than a two and a half million, four million dollar player. So. Um, but yeah, Isaiah Wynn is definitely a guy that I would definitely consider bringing back. But here's the thing. When you're on this purge roster, everybody's on one year minimum-esque back-end salary. And maybe if you really like a guy, you give him two years so it lightens the cap hit like you did Raheem and Jeff Wilson. And mm -hmm. the second year is an option year for you. It, it, you know, it really doesn't matter, but you're not making long-term commitments. The way their books are structured, they cannot make long-term commitments to anybody but their core players right now. And if you're not a core player, they're going to have to decide if Connor or Robert is a core player because I think you can't have four right. expensive pieces on your offensive line. I think the line should be a whole core because I said this before we drafted Tua when I started in this community. I said, and I quote, I don't care if you draft Tua, Burrow, Jordan Love, or Justin Herbert. Because remember, this is back 2019, 2020. Build me a line like what they had in Oakland and Indianapolis at the time. Because mm -hmm. if whoever we draft doesn't work out, guess what? You're bringing a new guy, and they've got the line set for them, and you can hit the ground running. Get the line figured out, especially now. Because if, you know, let's say Pupar gets his wish. No offense, Pupar. And two is <laughs> gone in two years, and we got a new guy. At least he's got the line in front of him. Yeah. At least he can hit the ground, and you don't got to go, uh, you know, I mean, because one of the things I see with Tua, you know, Pupar mentioned it earlier, him throwing off his back foot. We see that so much more when we're going with these line combinations yeah. because we've seen this with Flores. Mm -hmm. He gets to a point where he doesn't trust the protection. That's and we saw it happen again. And we saw, and then he does his little Steph Curry, right? His little watch it, flick the wrist yes. and watch yes. it, or the off the back foot. You can't do that. You got to, like in the wind, guys, those screens, you got to drive the football. You yeah. can't touch these throws in 29 mile per hour. You got to drive, kid. Drive in, and that's his biggest issue, I think, too, is he doesn't drive the football, but build the line. Build the line. Okay. That should be number one priority. Reason, what, let what? me set the record straight. Hold on. No, no. I'm, I'm I just gotta set the he's he's got to clean stuff. himself up here. He, he doesn't oh. want to be attacked by Tuanon. <laughs> and we all know Tuanon. We're all very, <laughs> well, very quiet these days, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I want to set the record straight. I, I don't necessarily want to. Again, that's, not, that's never been my point. I, I am... I wake at no. I'm, I'm going to exaggerate here, but I wake at night 
with nightmares screaming at the top of my lungs. I'm seeing Ryan Tannehill again for seven years. I agree. And, I agree. Not a, and that's to me, that's the absolute worst. Yeah, you don't want to get caught in mediocrity, right? You yeah. don't want to get caught and in I will, that I will, nine I will, to eleven where you're always picking at 21, 22, 23, and you're never quite. I get it. Correct. And I have questions about the ceiling of where this team can go with mm-hmm. Tua, and that's mm-hmm. what worries me. It's I not take five it, straight seasons of eleven and six. Take, give it to me right now. Yeah, can I ask you this? With no that's what the Dolphins had with Juan said and Jay Fiedler, by the way, had a great I, record. I, I, I will sign up for it right now. If you mm-hmm. if you said no play, you'll no never play win play a championship, but you'll have five straight seasons of eleven and six, I'd say, where do I sign? I'm sorry. And I'm just a realist. I and I can't sit there and promise you that you'll ever get past Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson or Josh Burrow. But you tell me, you give me a contract right now to sign up for five for five straight years, 11 and a six. I'm like, where do I sign? Let me, let me ask Alan this. I want to ask, because I got a good question for Alan. Alan, does the game like Denver, I know for take the team out of it, but does it give you a little bit of hope moving forward because you saw us with a full healthy line and you saw how explosive this team was passing the ball and running the ball with a fully healthy line. He throws that out Denver you, all the time. First I don't know. Forget the team. I'm talking about how explosive the offense was when their line was fully healthy. And he throws every, the game that out. was the only game they've all started, right? He throws the game out. Okay. Yeah, all understand right. that, that game was a complete aberration against a team that completely quit in the second half, which was a hot miss coming in anyway. No, that game means, I mean, it was very impressive and it was a, it was, it was fun to watch and all that. But in the big picture, you're not going to tell me you can extrapolate what happened that day. Whoa, look what's going to happen when you have all five line offensive linemen together. No, sorry. Can't go there. Hey, okay, let, let, there. let's shift gears here. Um, I want to get from each of you gentlemen one name, one player, or one change that you would make in 2016 that you think can get the Dolphins over the top. Poupard, do you want to go first? No. no, no. <laughs> you you never want to go first. What is I this? I want to go first. I want to play off. He wants home field advantage, So, and he technically no. does have it. Dougley, you go first. I differ until the second half. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I don't know if this is real right field or not, but I want a new special teams coach. I want – I feel like the special teams really struggled and kind of hurt us in some situations – Especially the Bills game, that that punt return kind of really swung that game in their favor. It gave them, you know, seven points. You you looked at the the playoffs. A lot of these teams were getting long kick returns. You know, Ravens were getting touchdowns. The Packers were getting on the opposite side. And, of the and field. you don't look at it from the standpoint of injured guys have to backups have to be elevated into starter roles, and it waters down the special teams unit because they're core special teamers. Brandon Jones is starting. Elijah, mm-hmm. Elijah Campbell is starting. Uh, yeah, uh, Duke Riley. Duke Riley. You, you guys see what I got to put up with every single day. <laughs> 205 straight days this is what I got to put up with. I get I get a ton of poo parts in my comment section. Don't worry about it. And the punting. The punting was horrible. Like Jake yeah. Bailey. It's it's bad. Oh, it was just really bad. You just, you just to, I mean, he was barely used anyway all season. That's I mean, true, and that's the thing that people say to me too. When I'm like, "We need a new punter. We don't really punt. We shouldn't punt." I don't. That's not the point. <laughs> like, <laughs> when we punt, we should be pinning them. Like, we yeah. you got rid of Morstead, got who was a fantastic punter to bring. I would have brought in Matariza. They should have brought in Matariza. When it got cleared, it's cleared. But look at Dougley because Dougley's right. I mean, people in my chat would be happier when two. 
Hollywood throws an interception at the opponent's 10 than having to watch Jake <laughs> Bailey punt because they know he can't get there from their own 40. It's a yeah. punt. Technically, it's a punt. That's what you get in the comments. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's what you get. I, I kind of agree with them. Technically, it was a punt. <laughs> As long as oh. third down, yeah. Reason, who's your who's your one guy you'd add to this team? Or one I'm gonna go thing? in the draft. Um, there's three players I would trade up for, and two of them are tackles: Olufashnu from Penn State and Joe Alt. But I'm not gonna name them. I'm gonna go back to our conversation we've had. Hold on, Omar. wait a minute. There are two. Ta- Hold on, let me put a pin in that. You mm. want to trade for two tackles and then do what with Toronto? No, no. I said no, 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 no. There are two tackles I would trade up for. I would slide them in. I would do what I did with Tunsil. I'd move them into left oh. guard for one year, and then Taran Taran Armstead, you're out of here, and they move out to left guard, oh, left tackle. Okay. But anyways. You're going to sacrifice uh, more draft capital? To build that offensive line, 110%. Okay. I can't um, but, I, but, okay, I'm the player, him. The, the player that I'm picking, just to, you know, because, Omar, we've had this conversation a few times. Um, I think, you know, there was what 560 targets, 275 of the 560 attempts from Tua, 275 targets went to Tyreek and Waddle. So that means like another 285 to go around. Brock Bowers. If you add Brock Bowers to this offense as tight end out of Georgia, I think now you found that third receiver that we couldn't get to step up. Pretty sad that. Durham Smythe in the last three weeks of the season basically became our third leading receiver because we started mm-hmm. threatening the seams and I was screaming all year, threaten the seams, threaten the seams. Teams aren't expecting it. That was We've all seen- you had left. Well, <laughs> but Shanahan offenses thrive when you can threaten the seams, whether you got Kittle, whether you got Higby over in LA, they thrive when you have a seam threat who could also block. Right. And uh, I, I'm telling you, that's the final piece, I think, to this passing game to get us over the hump other than getting the offensive line situated. But I think a guy like now, he's probably going to go to the Chargers and be Herbert's new weapon. But Brock Bowers, to me, would be the guy I would add to this offense that I think puts it over the top. For, for me, it's Derrick Henry. And I had, yes. to go, I had an obsession with him last offseason. I thought he would be a finishing piece for this team. And this is no disrespect to Raheem Mostert because mm-hmm. I think we're, the world of Raheem Mostert, I think he's a very talented player. I think him and Mike, I think he'll be on this staff when he's done playing. And I'm not disrespecting him because I think he even had a superior year to Derrick Henry statistically and production-wise. If he would have played the finals three games of the season and been healthy and not suffered that knee injury, he would have been a beast this season. But that power that fear of that power, the temptation of putting an extra man in the box for Derrick Henry, who still ran one of the fastest miles per hour speeds in the season finale last year. You're not going to have to pay ridiculous money. There's nobody out there who's going to give Derrick Henry $7 million a year at his age with his <laughs> mileage. 2,000, 2000 carries. The list, it's, it's, there's the, statistically, there's a heavy decline for backs once they get to that 2,000 carry mark, and he's already there. Um, I am offering him maybe a two-year, $12 million deal, and I hope it's the best that there is on the market. I'm Jeff Wilson. Sorry, brother, but yeah. you're, you're out of here. I don't even know what I'd do at Raheem. Uh, Raheem would be predicated on, on, on Henry, but that short yardage, that goal line, that's, that's easy money for me, and it yep. changes – the people like Alan Poupard who continue to throw it in our face 
that they are a finesse Those team Chris Brooks fans are coming for you, though, Omar. Get ready. Here come the Chris Brooks fans. They're coming for you. We got them Yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Here they come. Here they come. Here they come. I'm telling Listen, you. It would shut all of them up because yeah. Derrick Henry, there's one thing you can't say about a Derrick Henry team, that they're soft. And yep. you mm. change your entire look, operation, there you go. and mentality. And you put that with a with a head coach whose DNA is the run game, but he's become we obsessed we with the told. pass. He got a little bit better this year. He got a little bit better this year. Bit. And let's bit. give him all credit. And then, and then he reverted back to mm-hmm. being obsessed yeah. with the pass. Yeah. Omar, so, here's my here's my thing though. I, I will I, let me answer yours and then I'll tell you mine. Um, if you're Derrick Henry and they, who's from Florida, by the way, who said he wishes he'd been drafted by the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. Uh, Unless he gets no offers financially that compare to that of the Dolphins, why would he want to go play for an offense that has been shown to be obsessed with the speed and the passing game as opposed to going somewhere where he's going to be featured in that offense a hell of a lot more than he would be with the Dolphins? Because he knows he doesn't have much mileage left. He cannot carry another handle another 200. I think Baltimore is going to be in on him too. So you're going to have to, I think you're going to have to yeah, put up a It's always Baltimore. It's always Baltimore. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right, Dougie. It is always Baltimore. Always, they actually and that kind of fits what Kupar is saying. He knows, okay, I'm going to a, a place where in the later months it gets cold. They're going to lean on me. Right, he's a lot better fit in that offense than he is in a dolphin offense. He just adds that missing Dalvin Cook. Here we go, baby. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Not again. (laughs) And you know what? I think that train has left the station. (laughs) Thank God. Who knows? Maybe he takes off in the playoffs and we 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 change our tune. I don't know. Um, but let's get to uh, your player. Who's your player? My wish is, and it involves the Ravens. Can we go back in time and trade for Roquan Smith? Damn it. Uh, that's my wish. I haven't studied. Yeah. I haven't studied the draft prospects. I haven't looked at the free agency list yet. Give me that off the ball linebacker, who's a difference maker. And obviously, those are obviously tough to find. But you look at the two teams, like Campbell and, and with the Lions. Campbell with no. the Lions. Well, can't, correct, but okay. But you look at the two teams that have the best inside linebackers. It's Baltimore and San Francisco. Yep. Easily. Yep. Uh, so you you must- wanted inside linebacker in the draft because they clearly can't afford one in free agency. <laughs> Duke Riley, here we go. If there is one, yeah. my research, but uh, and and Brock Bowers would be good. Are we actually thinking he's going to be there at twenty one? No, you got to trade up for him. No, he's going. No, you'd have you'd have to trade up for him. Hmm. Listen, I could have helped you, Pupar. I was banging on the table for Leo Chanel, and they took Channing Tindall, and Leo Chanel went the next pick. And then that year, they're in the Super Bowl with Nick Bolton, the guy I wanted the year before. And I'm sitting there like, you guys can't draft an inside linebacker to save your life right now. No, actually, yeah. Jerome Baker's actually been their best inside linebacker draft pick, and and here we are showing him the door. And um, he's a wide nine off ball blitzing linebacker. He's not. He, he just he's so? gotten better every. Well, that's what he was. I think that's what he's best built for off ball blitzing, and I think his best fit is in a wide nine scheme. But he's gotten better every year. He's been asked to to perform in a new scheme. I think I got to I got to give him his props for that. Yeah, he has. I can't. I agree. He's not a starter. Yeah, but he's not. He's not a difference making inside no. linebacker like. Roquan Smith, Bobby Wagner, yeah. Greenlaw, even Patrick Queen, like completely Levante shot. Levante David. Levante David. Yeah, hey, Levante's and a free White, agent. Ron White might be available. I don't know. Probably too costly, but. Uh, yeah, Levante's a free agent. I keep telling y'all. Yeah, he's also, what is he, 53? Uh, hey, hey, he just produced another, uh, uh, like his 10 straight 100 tackle season. I know, the dude can play. Put some respect on his name. Um, 
how the Dolphins have actually, I think, offered him contracts twice. So there, there's definitely interest. We'll see if 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 they if they see him as a cheap option or, or what happens with Tampa Bay. Now, final question for this all this all Dolphins podcast world collides podcast here, where you got Dougley Do Wrong, you got reasons, and you got us, the All Dolphins podcast. How far are the Dolphins from being Super Bowl contenders, Dougley? Oh God! It, to me, it's about the trenches. Like if they could, if they could just fix the trenches, and I learned that from you, Omar. Um, I think it, they're not that far. I think a lot of what happened was they couldn't get after the quarterback. There were so many games where the quarterback had so much time, and we couldn't really protect they just our quarterback. Sack record. What are you talking about? It, 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 there was they but the, again, record like, for sacks. <laughs> When they had Jalen and Xavier exactly. out it's, there it's blanking like, everybody. But then you look at the end of the year, and it was just, and again, injuries. But it, to me, if they could fix the trenches, now we don't know what's when Phillips and when Chubb are coming back. AVG hopefully will be back with the team, and then he'll be healthy to play. Nine months is October for both. That's what I'm saying. It's like we need to figure that out. And then also Christian Wilkins. Like there's a lot of ifs and buts with that with the lines on both sides. So if they could figure that out and if they can solidify that, I don't think they're that far out, like a year or two. As long as the other things start to, you know, Mike McDaniel kind of gets all that rookie mistake stuff out of the way with like getting the play calls in too late. So, you know, with the motions and stuff, the changes can't be made and all this other stuff. If they could just focus on the trenches and fix that, I think they're about like a year or two out. I don't think they're that far out. Any reasons? Uh, the truth. I think the whole AFC is far out. I think we all thought this was a down year for Kansas City, and Mahomes has said, "Oh yeah, hold my beer, watch this. Look at look at Josh Allen and the Bills, right? I think going into that Bills game, what was it forty seven percent of our offensive line snaps had been taken by backups, and only four percent of back uh, of the offensive line snaps for the Bills had been taken by backups. So they're fairly healthy." minus a couple, you know, Milano and Tredavious White and a few injuries in the secondary. But offensively, they were pretty healthy. Josh Allen looked superhuman. And it still wasn't good enough to beat Patrick Mahomes, who arguably may be the best we've – yes, and I understand we all went through the Brady era. He was no Patrick Mahomes. This is some next-level thing we're seeing right now. That's Six true. great AFC championships. Look at Look at the Ravens. Lamar had to go get back to an MVP level, and they're the healthiest they've been the last three seasons. And I still think they're going to lose – at home to Kansas City. Wrong. I, I think I think I I think everyone in the AFC if and knock on wood cuz the NFL is better when Mahomes is healthy so I'm not wishing injury on the guy. I think the AFC's only shot is if this guy gets hurt. <laughs> to me for at least the foreseeable future. It, it's funny that Dudley says it's the trenches cuz I really didn't see the trenches as that much of a problem. Yeah, I have my concerns about rebuilding it. When you started this reclamation project in 2019, you started with the trenches. Your first pick is Christian Wilkins. I think that they would be insane if they let him even touch free agent market. Yeah. You kiss him goodbye. Um, just off the principality alone. And Christian Wilkins is a man about principality. Um, and you screwed him last season. And he's going to screw you if you do not prevent it by tagging him. So... You know, you Christian can talk about love for Miami and all this kind of stuff, but Christian wants his money. Give me my money. Um, <laughs> would, you so, guys, would, you guys, would you guys have the transition tag and play at all on him? Um, you know what? 
because because it hasn't benefited you the last two times you've used it. Why would you even in why would you even go that route? Mm-hmm. And Omar, because you didn't want to match, that's why it didn't it, it wasn't a matter of, of benefiting, it was a matter of Okay, so you want to put the transition tag on him, disrespect him yet again, and then when a team makes him an offer or drive down or or you drive down his market, how pissed do you really think that you want to make this guy who is supposed to be your- once you get his money, he's gonna be happy Christian. <laughs> Yeah, Lamar, but- hey, listen, we talked about it earlier. Lamar got almost, what, $33 million less guaranteed than Herbert, and he went out and put out an MVP season. He got he, – did he get his deal before? He got 185. He got one – no, he got after. He got 185 – around 185 guaranteed, and Herbert got like 218. Yeah. Oh, oh. No, Herbert got his deal afterwards, though. Didn't he get it before? No. I think Herbert got his deal right before training camp started. Lamar mm-hmm. got his deal in the draft, the, the, the week of the draft. So – um, yeah, times, times change and hurt and hurts got his deal after that. So, you know, I, I don't worry about all their money. They're, they're all super rich to me to fix this team. You need, and I know you got to rebuild the trenches and I do definitely agree with that. Um, but you need a Jarvis Landry esque slot receiver. Yeah. You can't, you can't ride another year of Braxton barriers. No, no disrespect to Braxton, but he added nothing outside of return value. Um, you need a tough physical now it could be a tight end if you want to go that route but we already know what they do with mike Gesicki's of the world they don't they don't utilize them they have no desire for them and in fact that tight end position is more of a six blocker than it is a pass catching option um and durham smite i don't and they love and are obsessed with julian hill i don't want to so, hear this this guy I, takes 4.2 seconds to get going let alone run a 40 it's unbelievable Oh, nice run holding Julian Hill. Bring it back. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> we have, no, we have nothing dynamic in that room at all. That's why none of them scored a touchdown. Wow. Wow. Okay. Haymakers from uh, from. No, I mean, let's call it. Listen, I love Smythe, but he's a solid two. What's this Julian is, Hill right know, now? He's a borderline this three. Is, this is the perfect difference about the people who sit in those rooms with these assistant coaches and listen to them glow and shower love and praise over julian hill and durham as opposed to you guys who are just straight film and like you suck guy (laughs) hey i'm not saying that but i mean there were there were people in that building who trusted lemuel jean pierre's opinion at once on the offensive line so wow i mean like still on the staff and i know that's still scary oh my god Hey, hey, he helped Connor Williams develop into the best center in the NFL. Oh, yeah, so sure put some did. respect on oh, yeah. Jean-Pierre's name. Oh, yeah. Let me, um, yeah. I, I don't know who that slot receiver is. I'm not talking about Jarvis Landry now. Mm. I'm talking about Jarvis Landry like like yeah, prime. Jarvis Landry. Yeah. I, and I don't know who that player is in the draft, but I think that they do need a third weapon, a third pass catcher, and a guy who has the physicality to take those tough hits and gain those tough yards like Jarvis did. To me, that's the missing ingredient that you need from an offensive standpoint. And defensively, trust me, with no Xavier, it's just a hot mess. Mm-hmm. I, 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 you, you, you're gonna have to address, you're gonna have to put somebody opposite Jalen Ramsey because mm-hmm. if you if you don't do you saw what happened when they had Jalen and Xavier. Cater Kohu looked like a filet mignon to every quarterback and got attacked like a filet mignon, like a, like a pit bull catches a filet mignon falling off a frying pan every single game. And think about 
how weak your secondary is going to be with another Eli Apple version oh, and Cater Kohu. I don't, I don't have a clue what you're going to do. Jalen Ramsey is going to be out there lonely as hell because mm-hmm. nobody's ever going to throw to him. So I think that those are two positions that are really key. You got to add a Jarvis Landry and you got to, I don't think you're going to fix the Xavier Howard situation. I just think you're going to have to find an adequate replacement and I, who that is. I absolutely no do not faith know. in Cam Smith, huh? I don't see Cam Smith getting out that doghouse as long as Vic Fangio's here. That's just that's just based on what I'm told. You this didn't answer the question, though, Omar. And the question you pose is how far are the Dolphins from being Super Bowl contenders? Uh, I think that they are extremely far. I agree with reasons. Um, Patrick Mahomes and Lamar are there. I think Lamar is going to beat Patrick Mahomes this week, and you are going to be crowning a new king of the NFL this weekend. Um, and as long as they're in your division and you know that their organizations have Andy Reid and Ozzie Newsom, and Ozzie Newsom is still running the Ravens. Don't, don't, yeah. don't kid yourself. Yeah, yeah. Um, you, you're, 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 you're always forever going to be looking up. So I don't think they're very, cl- I don't think they're close. And this season after this 2024 season, it's going to be a complete reset. So. Damn. Uh, here's the thing. Reason I, I would add to your Mahomes statement can we and and I'm going to use a phrase that Omar uses a lot. Can we put some respect on that defense? Because oh, damn, they're fantastic. That's the best defense Mahomes has ever had. And if he didn't have that defense, yeah, I'm not sure he'd be playing on Sunday. Spags uh, is phenomenal. Yeah, what a coordinator. No, and they got players up to Wazoo, and they yeah. nailed their draft picks all over the place. Look, guys, it's amazing. It's amazing. I mean, that's a good organization. Colton, Chris Jones. I mm-hmm. mean, that's crazy. Uh, my answer to the question is. Again, as I look right now, I think if they get to a situation where they get to the playoffs relatively healthy, nobody's going ever going to be completely healthy. But Buffalo, for example, you mentioned, while they had injuries on, on defense, their offense was mostly intact. The Chiefs got really lucky with injuries all year. Um, Baltimore lost some key pieces, but they also have a lot of depth. Um, and then the question becomes to me as to how far they are. Well, can Tua reach that next level? Because if, to get to Super Bowl contention, for the Dolphins to even have that talk, right now he has to get to the level of Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, uh, mm. Mahomes, or that neighborhood. Uh, because at some point things are not going to be ideal. And this is where mm. you need your quarterback to step up and elevate. Yeah. Can so, I just add something to that? I think the other issue too, Pupar, is I think, you know, the two teams you mentioned too, you look at what Harbaugh did with, building an offense around Flacco to totally shifting around and building an offense around Lamar. And I think Andy Reid's a better coach than Bill Belichick. I'm going to say it. I think Andy Reid's the best coach. I, I, since Shula, he's the best coach I've seen. He's the best coach. We need Tua to get to their level. Those players you name level, but we also need McDaniel to start sniffing the level of the, and that's a tall. That ask. might take time. That might take that's some a time. tall ask. Like we're asking two guys that because we're not just having to beat the quarterback, we're having to beat fantastic coaches on top of this too. Absolutely, who are Har- who have Har- built their teams on for these too. months. But put some that, on Harbaugh too. Harbaugh and Reed have built their teams for these months. Like look at how many years have we see J.K. Dobbins goes down, Gus Edwards takes over, they don't miss a beat. Right, like they built these teams for these months, and are we physically? Are we even built for these months? Are we even physically? You talk about Derrick Henry. It's because you know we're not physical enough for these months. It goes back to Marino. We used to get beat by Buffalo because Buffalo was built 
for these months in the 90s, right? When they would kill us with Thurman Thomas. They were built for these months. We weren't. Yeah. Um, and, not, and this is this is where when I tell Omar the Dolphins were a finesse team, and finesse teams, unless everything is like perfect or close yeah. to it, you don't win, you don't win in the playoffs. And your defense is super physical and just, yeah, you're right. I agree. Listen, um, this has been a special edition of the All Dolphins podcast. When podcasts unite, I, we got a ton of respect for you gentlemen, because when we were beginning this platform, um, you guys showed so much love and assistance and help in terms of helping us, like figuring out our direction and how to, you know, and then I helped you guys when we started learning about the money aspect of it. Like, kill those intros, kill those intros. And I want to play the intro to you. I, I, want, I want to show you what we built that cost us money. Uh, but, um, Dougley, tell people about your platform and how to how, things that you offer, especially during the off season when it's it's desert season for us right now for all of us. Yeah. Uh, youtube.com slash Dougley do wrong. I'm also on Twitter, which is called X now, but I'll never call it X because it's such a stupid name. Uh, year round, I, I don't take off. I probably should take off from my mental health, but I don't take off. Cover free agency, cap space, who we should get, the draft. Then I cover OTAs, all that stuff, all the way up in here in New Jersey. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm Omar's. Uh, Tua drops back that I'm writing it down. <laughs> so year round, I cover the Dolphins. You can go check me out over there. Listen, and as I told you once before, uh, Dolphin staffers love your podcast, and it's Which is it's huge. It, it's like the pro football talk of of Dolphins because you summarize what all of us do and all of us talk about mm -hmm. reasons. I, I love your film work. Tell people how they can find your 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 platform and what you're offering. Um, just inside the NFL on YouTube, you can find me on X as well. Um, yeah, and just like Dougley, I'm year round, and you know we're gonna get into free agency. I'll go over, you know, my guys I want. I'll attach film to why I want them, and then same thing for the draft. With the draft, you know, I, I have all 22 attached to all the players I want. I drop my top 10 lists of players I want. And yeah, draft season is my favorite time. One of my favorite times of the year, obviously. Um, oh, and that's what too. my channel is kind of known for a little bit too. So yeah, um, we're getting into the, the crux of the off season and boys, this is where we separate the content creators from the guys who turn on the mic and talk. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What do you think? Where do we fall into that? I have no idea. We're still making up as we go. We'll lean on these two gentlemen to help us figure out the off season. But for now, you know how to find the All Dolphins podcast. You know how to find all our content. It is for free. You do not have to pay. No paywall, no monthly subscription. It is for free. Me and Alan Poupard, he's got 17 stories up per day, as he usually does. Um, and you know how to find the, the podcast on audio platforms, all dolphins and on YouTube where we make the most money. So we appreciate you watching it on YouTube. Um, all, just all dolphins podcasts and hopefully you're subscribing on that note. We are out. We thank you for participating in the special edition, Dougley and reasons. And hopefully we'll do this again soon sometime. Thanks, Visit alldolphins.com for the latest news, analysis, and columns, and it's all free. You can find Omar Kelly and Alan Poupard on the All Dolphins podcast discussing South Florida's NFL team on YouTube and anywhere you find your audio podcasts. Make sure you subscribe, like, and share so you stay in the know.
Nicholson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. After the holidays, a little cash goes a long way. The Chime checking account has tons of benefits to help, like fee-free overdraft up to $200 for eligible members, no monthly fees, and thousands of fee-free ATMs. You can even get paid up to two days early with direct deposit. Sign up for Chime today at chime.com slash goals24. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal fees may apply. Access to direct deposits up to two days early depends on the timing of the submission of the payment file from the payer.